Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 15th of March. Calls are growing for the federal government to take action over the staggering cost of living as petrol prices and groceries continue to skyrocket. The conflict in Ukraine and inflation are being blamed for the higher costs, with petrol prices soon set to hit more than $2.50 a litre. ACCC Chair Rod Sims says it's shocking news for motorists. Petrol prices are at dreadful levels At the moment, almost the highest they've ever been after inflation. Uh, And this is all due to world events. New Zealand has cut its fuel excise by 25 cents a litre with a push for Australia to follow suit. It comes as speculation grows the federal government will slash the tax on beer in the upcoming March budget. Cost of living will be a key issue in the lead-up to the federal election. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the best way to keep prices low is to keep the economy strong. Here is the PM on Sky News. If you've got a strong economy, you can pay for the pension, you can pay for defence forces. Uh, You can pay for aged care. You can pay for all of the essentials that Australians rely on, Medicare, all of these things. If you can't manage the economy and manage a budget, you can't do that. Australia and the Netherlands have initiated legal action against Russia over the downing of MH17. 298 passengers, including 38 Australians, died in 2014 when a missile hit the aircraft over eastern Ukraine. The formal proceedings against the Russian Federation in the International Civil Aviation Organisation will attempt to force negotiation over compensation payments to families of the victims. Here's Foreign Minister Maurice Payne and she says this is about accountability. This is an important step in the fight for truth, justice and accountability for all of the victims of MH17, including the 38 who called Australia home. It comes after another round of peace talks overnight between Russia and Ukraine failed to reach any key agreements. Russia has launched more airstrikes across Ukraine, including a hit on a residential apartment building. Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky has spoken overnight, vowing to keep fighting and to rebuild. Be sure we will uh, rebuild everything. We will rebuild every street, every town, every building, every flat and every Ukrainian. The occupier is still here and that's why we have to fight with them as much as we can to drive them back as much as we can to defend towns, villages, to defend every metre of our land and every part of our heart. That translation, thanks to Sky News UK. And in some good news, there have been successful evacuations in Mariupol with a convoy of around 150 cars making it out after previous attempts to allow civilians to flee failed because of ongoing fighting. Back home and the blame game continues over the handling of the flood crisis that devastated communities across northern New South Wales and southeast Queensland. Dozens of top emergency chiefs say a lot more could have been done prior to the devastating events. Here's former New South Wales Fire and Rescue Commissioner Greg Mullins on Channel 10. There was a lot that could have been done. The briefings were there, but nobody ramped up. And I know the state emergency services certainly did. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in New South Wales this morning and to an unfolding story in Sydney. And there are reports at least one person is dead with many more injured after a massive fire ripped through a boarding house in the city's inner west. Our reporter, Sasha Barbogat has more. Details are still filtering through, Tash, but we've now got confirmation one person is dead, five are injured and three others unaccounted for after this horrific blaze. Fire and Rescue says they were called to the two-storey property on Albemarle Street in Newtown at one this morning with fire engulfing both levels of the property. Superintendent Adam Dubry says it was a challenging scene. Flames were coming out of the bottom and top levels of this two-level building. A number of people have self-evacuated. The intensity of the fire was pushing onto adjoining properties. Firefighters worked to contain it and stop it from spreading and then worked on the main fire. Investigations will get started soon into how the fire started. And to WA and detectives are investigating a grim discovery in Perth South. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has this report. Yeah, that's right, Tash. There are fears up to three people have died in a car fire in Perth South. Police have confirmed at least one body has been discovered after the vehicle caught fire in Coogee. Police and fire crews were called to John Graham Reserve yesterday afternoon. The Homicide Squad is leading the investigation with an update expected later today. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. As we mentioned earlier this morning, the cost of living will be front and centre in the lead up to the federal election. We know the price of so many things is increasing at the moment and now it's set to cost more even to buy bickies and baked beans. (laughs) Tash, good morning. That is exactly the problem and this is the second order impact when it comes to, to fuel prices in particular, but inflation in general. We kind of say, okay, we pay more for the pump. That sucks. I guess we'll cop it. But all of a sudden, remember, of course, this goes into things like the food that we eat, the trucks that get it to us on the shelves, the whole, it literally goes through the whole supply chain. And so we're seeing now STC, the maker of baked beans and spaghetti, among other things, saying it might have to increase prices by between 10 and 20%, if you can believe that, just because their costs are going up. Aren't it saying possibly 5 to 10%? We know bread's already gone up. Coke, uh, Coca-Cola has already gone up. You know, these are the, the second-order impacts. And so when the RBA looks at interest rates, and this is the other part of it, and says, well, there's no inflation yet, that yet word is very quickly going away. So not only are we going to have to pay more at the Bowser, we're going to pay more at the Register, and maybe, just maybe more for our home loans as well. Yes, Scott, there's so much instability around at the moment. Now, there is speculation our economy may be okay, but now some of the US are worried about their economy and it could stall, and that will be, have a major impact for us here in Australia. Yeah, and that is a bad news bulletin this morning. Mm. That, that, is, that is the real concern because we think the Australian economy is doing reasonably well. Plenty of us are out there spending. Yes, we're spending some extra money, but a lot of us had some extra cash in the bank after pulling our horns in over the last couple of years. And so that was hopefully going to see the economy recover nicely. We know unemployment is on the way down. So these things are all really good. The risk, of course, is we know the US is still the world's major consumer market. And it's got inflation there of 7.5%. Their Federal Reserve is looking to hike rates by up to a full percentage point in a short couple of months. And so if you kind of play that through and say, well, hang on, if they stall that economy there, not only does it stop that just directly, uh, things like exports from Australia to the US. But if there is a chill in the global economy because the US slows or stalls, maybe even goes negative for a bit, that really will have ramifications right through the rest of the world. 
at exactly the wrong time, not only for geopolitical reasons, but for economic reasons, of course, as well. Uh, the, the amount of money they pump into the global economy through their demand for consumption goods, that's the thing that really keeps the, the machine re- rolling. And, and when they go backwards, we may suffer the same fate. Now, we all need some good news at the moment. There were fears, of course, over ProBuild, one of our biggest building groups collapsing, but we understand a buyer's been found for its WA business. Yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and this was going to be a potentially really big deal, particularly for the building sector where uh, work is already tough. We had so many stories of subbies not being paid, that kind of stuff. And ProBuild, one of the larger ones, uh, basically going into administration when the South African parent company pulled entire support. There was concerns for thousands and thousands of jobs. The good news here is that not only has been a buyer found for the WA business, which is really encouraging, but many of the projects have actually been taken on or guaranteed by other parties. And so for all of the collapse could have meant, this is one of those rare good news stories in the building sector when you do have a big collapse like this. It seems the vast bulk of the work is going to remain being done by different parties. And while it's not good news for ProBuild itself, it's great news for subcontractors, workers, suppliers to these businesses, most of whom probably will get paid and paid almost all of their entitlements. So again, in a, in a bad news story, uh, some pretty nice silver lining here. Yeah, great to hear. Scott, thank you. Thanks, Tash. Sports now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Good morning. Carlton has confirmed this is great news that Sam Doherty will make an inspirational return from cancer treatment on Thursday night. Yes, good morning, Tasha. Really happy story to start our sport cross on a, a Tuesday morning. Sam Doherty, as you mentioned, this was his second bout of cancer diagnosed just in August last year. He then underwent 12 weeks of chemotherapy. Um, there was absolutely no suggestion at that time that he could return to a footy field. Maybe not at all, but certainly not this soon. But his coach, Michael Vos, confirmed last night on Fox Footy uh, he will be playing against the Tigers on Thursday night. One of the first things that I did when I was appointed was um, go around and, and visit Doc and um, and he was in treatment at that particular time and I sat on the park bench and uh, just talked about life and just talking about where he was at and what he wanted to do and, and uh, he, he said oh, I want to play round one and I, I just I, I couldn't believe that he was actually even thinking about that and yeah, a few smiles at Blues training this morning, I reckon, Yeah, Tash. how good is that? And the Aussies hold a commanding lead at the end of day three of the test against Pakistan. Grinding them into the dust in Karachi, we uh, currently lead by 489 runs. So it's just how many more runs does uh, Pat Cummins want to get on the board to give his bowlers a bit more of a rest before they go out and try and claim at 10 wickets and take a 1-0 lead in this series? Of course, we drew at uh, the first test. Mitchell Stark took three wickets yesterday and says the deck is a lot different to the one that they played in in that opener. Over the last couple of days, um, we knew the pitch had deteriorate to some degree and, and I'm not sure we, we thought it might happen that quickly. Um, but I think credit to, to the whole bowling attack and, and certainly the fielders as well. So Usman Khawaja, Manas Labashane returned to the crease tonight, both in the 30s. And just one round into the NRL season, Brett, and already one captain could be looking for the exit door. Yeah, all is not well at uh, the Cowboys. Jason Tamalolo, he uh, played restricted minutes on the weekend. Uh, Todd Payton, uh, his coach last year, was doing something similar and he's not happy, uh, we're hearing. Ben Teo, who played for the Broncos and now uh, works for Triple M, says that he believes as soon as Tamalolo finds a decent offer from another club, he wants to leave. So, uh, as you said, just one round into the season and already a captain of a club uh, might be looking to leave. Plenty of action. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. Proving age is no barrier, the Rolling Stones have announced their 2022 tour, marking an extraordinary 60 years together. Yeah. 
Mick, Keith and Ronnie will be playing dates across Europe this summer. It will be the first time the band has performed together since the death of drummer Charlie Watts. At this stage, Australia is not on the list. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.